Okay, then I guess I'll just get started here. Welcome, everyone. Um, today is the first time I'll be teaching this early in the morning. Uh, and the idea being that there are many people from other parts of the world for whom it's no longer morning. Um, and so like, this session seems a little bit more uh, accessible to people from, say, Europe. So glad to see so many people coming on the first day, that's great. Uh, today I thought I'd do something a little bit different um, because I'm, I'm involved in a few different projects um, in, in my teaching and it gets to be a little bit repetitive where I find myself um, saying the same thing in different forums so one of the great things about the internet is that you can record stuff and leave it for people to play later and it's just as though they were right there listening and so that's what I'm trying to do now I'm recording this and I'm gonna try to use this session to answer some questions for my uh, Ask a Monk series on YouTube um, so people will ask questions and I put up a video answering their questions. And so I'm going to try and experiment to do that here, to answer some people's questions that they've already asked. And um, if anyone here has questions, please bring them up. And this will be a special Ask a Monk session. So before anybody asks a question, I'm going to go, go to my Ask a Monk page and pick the question that, that, that someone asked recently. This is a question by Dravosig. In your, in your video about walking meditation, you mentioned the possibility of curing the diseases through meditation. Could you say more about it and about the link between practice and health? Um, th I think this is a good topic. It's something that we should all understand um, when we come to practice meditation. That indeed meditation um, does have several physical health benefits and on the one hand we don't want to focus too much attention or too much of our our concern on the physical side but on the other hand the idea that meditation helps our physical health shows the it gives a good example of, of how the meditation works and shows quite clearly how uh, meditation does affect a change in one's being. Why I say that we don't want to focus too much attention on physical health is because one of the most important things for mental health is to not worry and fret and concern ourselves about the physical, uh, considering that the physical is not um, stable, it's not permanent, and, and it's it's not possible to um, to affect a permanent transformation on the body so, so as to say that this body is going to last forever, this body is going to be uh, always pleasant and agreeable to me. It's never going to be subject to suffering. Considering that that's not possible, we uh, have to train our minds to let go the the great thing is is that when we we find that when we let go of our 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 physical body 
um, in many ways that our physical health actually improves um, because of the effect that the men the meditation practice and mental development because of the effect that our mind has on the body uh, the ability of our minds to um, create suffering and and to create well-being so how is it that meditation brings about an effect um, on the physical body in in buddhism according to the buddha there are four kinds of sickness and each of these types of sickness can be influenced in to a varying degree so it's not to say that meditation is going to cure every sickness i remember when i first started meditating um they, they you know they explain why we're doing walking meditation and how it it, it helps you out physically as well and uh, so I remember, I remember doing walking meditation and thinking it was going to it was going to uh, cure my eyesight and fix my teeth and and <laughs> and ridiculous things like that. Um, so so uh, I think you know perhaps it's a little bit extreme, but uh, I th I think for many of us we we get this idea as well that somehow meditation is going to be a cure all. Um, and I even mentioned in, in one of my videos that, that walking meditation has been known to cure cancer. Uh, I, I think that may have been going a little bit too far. I think um, at least I don't have any proof that, that meditation, you know, there's no statistical proof. What you can see for yourself is that meditation does change the body. And I would say that even things like uh, cancer can be ameliorated, that uh, some effect can be, can be, um, can be found through the practice but um, on the one hand we're not we have to be very careful that we don't try to to expect too much that the that, that the meditation is not going to somehow make us in perfect physical health especially since that's not possible and eventually the body has to has to die but okay so there are four kinds of, of of physical ailments, four kinds of sicknesses, and the, these kinds of sickness uh, depend on they're, they're different according to their their cause. So the various illnesses that arise come from various types of cause. And the first the first type of cause is through food, through the ingestion of of external physical elements, either either through uh, through the mouth or through um uh, through through contact with our body uh in terms of uh, you know maybe something you could you could imagine uh i don't know whether radiation and so on would fit under this but uh, uh, let's let's maybe stick just to food to to physical physically eating um this is the first type of of illness the second is from the environment, and so this would include all sorts of viruses and uh, pollution and so on. The third type of illness is caused by the mind directly, and so this would include um, stress-based illness, um, illness that comes from from anger, 
illness that comes from depression and so on. And the fourth one is uh, illness that comes from karma. This is the kind of illness that comes spontaneously in this life and doesn't have any particular cause. Um, genetic defects and ailments and, and so on. Cancer. Cancer. Some cancers probably can be attributed to this. Uh, I would say not all. Um, a No, not AIDS. Um, um, various various genetic disorders not exactly disorders but you know the the tendency that people have to get diabetes or or heart disease more than others um so even though their their food and their their environment might be ordinary they still end up getting diseases where others don't people who have allergies and so on so these these four factors contribute to our physical well-being or physical um, malaise or physical uh, illness or sickness and so the, how does the meditation affect affect these things um, the the first one as far as food goes I think is is um, is pretty easy to explain the reason why we get sick because of food is generally and uh, for, you know, far and wide, for the for the for the far greater part, is because of our um, our attachments to taste and our attachments to ter certain types of food, which obviously is is um, very much affected by meditation. This um, doesn't have anything to do with walking meditation, but it's important to mention that um, it's not as though sitting is somehow going to change change this, um, or it's not it's not the most important thing that meditation suddenly, you know, say, solves all of our our problems from overeating and so on. I have med meditators who came to meditate and, and thought somehow it was going to make them thin or so on. And uh, it doesn't really seem to do that because <laughs> you just sit around a lot. But what it can do is change your eating habits, and uh, and that's very important as well. The other thing that particularly walking meditation can do and this is important to mention as well, is uh, that the walking meditation allows you to digest your food better. And this is one thing I talked about in my, my videos. When we practice walking meditation, we're moving the body and um, we're, we're allowing the body its chance to, to digest. It's like a massage, but it's not just a massage of the muscles, it's a massage of the whole body, loosening up the digestive tract and you'll find that sometimes when you're doing walking meditation, suddenly you have to go to the washroom, you have to use the toilet. If you do do it early in the morning or, or in the evening, you'll find that uh, it's it's actually, um, in many ways, it's it, it has an effect similar to a laxative. It allows the food to to digest and to, to be released freely because it loosens up the body. Um, I think a lot of people fail to to take into account this sort of benefit of walking meditation, and so they do a lot of sitting meditation. If you just do do mainly sitting meditation, you can find that your 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 bodily uh, functions are are can be inhibited. Um, you find that I mean, this is according to the Buddha um, that walking meditation has a great purpose. The the Buddha himself practiced walking meditation every day. In alternation with sitting, and he he encouraged his monks to do it as well. 
Uh, and you can find this when you practice that walking meditation has this benefit. The second type of um, of illness in terms of the environment, we're, we're starting to get into, th this is probably one where directly meditation cannot um, influence uh, your well-being, cannot, cannot help you. Uh, the environment is something that often we have very little control over. We find ourselves, we have to live in an area and in, 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 in come into contact with with other people, come into contact with viruses and so on. And it can just be a matter of chance and therefore often can be attributed to karma um, as to whether or not we become sick. But here meditation can can certainly help, um, though, you know, whether there is statistical evidence or not, uh, I can't say. But certainly you can feel the effect when you practice meditation. You can feel that, you know, you're, you're able to burn up as common the common cold and flu and so on if you ever get uh, f have a flu or a fever and you you meditate on it you can find that it uh, you're able to uh, you're able to overcome it and you find that it actually burns up the sickness through the meditation you, because your body is able to uh, build up the power and the the the, the uh, um, it's able to just flow smoothly. The blood and the systems in the body are able to function properly because the mind is is uh, is coordinating them. The mind has has become harmonious, and just by the simple harmony, we can find that we overcome um, many sicknesses that arise. I wouldn't say that that things like AIDS or so on can somehow be cured, but I, I wouldn't deny it. And I'm going to talk about that in the in the in the last one here. Um, but the next one is uh, sicknesses that come from uh, from the mind and this is where we directly uh, affect our physical well-being people who have have uh, tension in the body people who have headaches um, insomnia based diseases sicknesses um, even even sicknesses that that uh, can be very very physical and seem to have some sort of physical basis. I know a man who has heart palpitations. Um, I know a woman who has um, a urinal tract infection or, or something, some problem with their urinary tract. And uh, they've both managed to pinpoint it down to their stress, that it comes from anxiety, that it comes from stress, because there's nothing physically wrong with them. And they've done tests, um, these kind of tests where you uh, you 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 take some kind of stress inhibitor med medication, and suddenly the symptoms go away. So you can see that it's based on stress. Once you take the medication, the, the symptoms go away, and you're perfectly healthy. And and the medication is a is a, a stress inhibitor. That's all it is. It has nothing to do with uh, the physical body. So what you find when you meditate is that not only does meditation do away with your mental illnesses like um, depression or, or, or stress or worry or fear or anxiety, um, sadness and so on, uh, it, it also does away with many physical ailments that arise therefrom. It can make your whole system, the system of the body work much better as a result. The fourth type of, of illness, um, and one that I suppose is pretty controversial, uh, and it's much more of a Buddhist um, sort of uh, sort of concept is the idea that that meditation can cure a karmic based disease, karmic based sicknesses like cancer or um, 
um, you know, even even some sort of uh, genetic defect or, or or allergies or so on that that meditation can actually affect a change and um, I'd say there's not much documented evidence in this regard but um, the, the 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 theory in the meditation is that there are certain things that are based on karma that based on on things that we've done in the past and through our our good deeds through our uh, development of goodness we can actually combat and we can counteract the 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 evil that we've done um there are cases that have been documented by meditation centers of people who have had tumors now whether they were malignant or not i don't know and had these tumors disappear before their surgery through meditation before they went to do the surgery they went to meditate and they meditated strenuously and suddenly the tumor disappeared and the, the doctor was shocked uh, and didn't know where it had gone. Uh, these are documented. Um, there are cases of, of, of various ailments, again, which might be mind-based or might be karmic-based karmic, karmic based, um, that can be cured through the meditation. Walking meditation particularly helps the body, and I want to stress this, um, because of the movements. When you're sitting you can uh, you can focus the mind on a specific point and it can often help in terms of tumors and so on but walking meditation affects the whole body um, it, it it moves your your awareness around the body and it changes the way we move our body much in the way that something like tai chi does so in general meditation i think has a, a great effect on the body and i i, I would encourage people to undertake walking meditation and um, to to see that meditation in general has a great benefit for the body um, with the caution that um, it might not have as big of an effect or as immediate of an effect as one would like and if you're still clinging to the body especially it's not likely to have a great impact on your physical well-being because it's through letting go that we uh, become free from suffering okay so that's a question i took quite a bit of time there so if anyone has any questions here, you're welcome to ask them. Questions about Buddhism, about meditation, about the monk's life. Otherwise, I've got more on my website. Isn't it distracting to walk and meditate? Um, no. It, when you meditate, it, it, I suppose it could be if your mind isn't focused. But uh, when you walk, you focus your mind on the foot. Um, to say that it's distracting to walk and meditate is to limit yourself to meditating in a various, in a very uh, circumscribed set of conditions. Meditation is something that we should undertake at all times. And distraction is in the mind. When you focus your mind on something, your mind is focused. It doesn't really matter what the body is doing. You can be walking and have your mind in a totally different zone. Um, people who practice karate or martial arts, dancing and so on, can focus their mind greatly on what they're doing. Uh, I, d I don't think there should be any question that you can't focus your mind. Um, 
it's it's not what we're used to. Obviously, sitting meditation is the easiest to focus your mind, but sitting meditation can also be the hardest for um, bringing forth the effort necessary in meditation, for 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 um, keeping up with the various things that arise because your mind is is uh, easily inclined towards lazy, laziness. If you're outside, is this not dangerous? Um, no, no. I think if you try it, if you're if you're outside walking around, just say walking, walking, walking to yourself, and you find yourself actually much more alert. And it's when you're not mindful that you actually get distracted. I've been walking down the street, and when I'm not mindful, suddenly I find I'm I'm crossing the street in a red light or so on. But when you're perfectly mindful, you're aware at every at every moment what's going on, and you know right away when you've reached the the curb and when to look and see what the light is and so on. Yeah, when when you walk, you say walking, walking, just knowing, or you can say right, left, right, left, just knowing which foot is moving, keeping the mind with the foot. You find that actually that that opens you up to the rest of the experience as well. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, you're welcome. It doesn't uh, limit you to just the foot. It takes practice, I suppose, but it's a lot better than letting your mind drift when you walk because you can be walking and suddenly space out and lose track of where you're walking. But when you're focusing, the difficulty of it keeps you even more alert and more aware of what's going on. Okay, if there's no other questions, please ask questions if you're interested. I'm just going to go through some other here. Here's one from Simon, or CC Pathless. Uh, hi again, Yutadamo. I was also wondering about what we hope to achieve through meditation and Buddhism. Is there a bigger picture to it than being free of suffering and delusions? Sometimes I feel I need some past memories to define my path. Simon. Uh, this one comes often where people feel the need to some, for some reason to remember their past lives in order to um, progress on the path or in order to be encouraged to continue meditation practice. For non-Buddhists, this doesn't really, isn't really an issue. For people who don't believe in past lives and so on, it's, for them it's just, yeah, I'm here to meditate because I see the benefit of it. And actually that's the easiest. That makes it uh, really easy to progress on the path. The problem is when we start learning about Buddhist concepts and applying our defilements to them. Um, if you feel the need to remember past lives, say, or, or gain magical powers or so on, then the obvious answer is that you still have need and you still have desire and you're never going to progress on the Buddhist path. If you, if you feel like you uh, somehow um, require these things to gain faith and, and confidence, then I would say you're trying to gain faith and confidence in, in the wrong thing. Um, our faith and confidence should be in the benefits of the meditation practice, that meditation clears our mind, and, and the immediate benefits, not um, some sort of um, you know, next life benefit or so on. Uh, as I've always said, Buddhism doesn't teach this life, next life, past life, not not on a deep sense. In the deepest sense, Buddhism teaches the continuation of reality, that reality continues from moment to moment to moment, and when we die, nothing changes. So since nothing changes, it's really not 
um, anything special to think about the past life or the next life. These things are, are just extensions of, of the reality here and now. We don't need to think about them in order to be uh, fulfilled, in order to be successful in our meditation. And the other funny thing about this question is that he, he, the, uh, you're asking, um, is there something greater than freedom from suffering and, and delusion? And, and uh, you know, you got to ask, what, what could be greater than freedom from suffering and delusion? You know, isn't, isn't, isn't that enough? I mean, what, what's, what's the bigger picture? But don't we need then to burn off our karma? Hmm. No, actually, we don't. Um, we don't have to burn off our karma at all. We have to burn off our defilements. Because when we have no defilements, we won't perform further karma. Karma means action. We've done actions in the past, and they're going to bring results here in the, in the present and in the future. But, or they may bring results um, in the present or in the future. But... Whether we receive those results or not is not really the problem. The problem is whether we create more causes, whether we perform future karma. And the only way to stop that is from, is by getting rid of uh, the, the cause. There's a technical issue here that um, if all karma, all actions, all, all ethically charged actions that we did, did bring, necessarily bring an effect, um, there would be no escape from suffering because we'd have to continue on and on and on forever. Um, but what the Buddha said is that the our actions, if they give a result, then the nature of those results is based on the action. Not that they must give a result based on the nature of the action. So if we do a good deed, um, the only result it can possibly bring is a, a good result. If we do a bad deed, the only possible result it can bring is a bad result. It doesn't mean that they are going to bring results. But the important point here is that um, we're not worried about the results, we're worried about the causes. We're not trying to stop ourselves from, from falling into suffering based on things we've done in the past. We have defilements in the mind, and that's what we're trying to be free from. Okay, well, I'm going to stop recording there.